Hello, my name's James Pikeway, and this is the Nightline Podcast. If you're interested in cars, car repair, music, fitness, technology, and more, this is the podcast for you. Interested in more of what's going on at Dubai Eye? Go to DubaiEye1038.com and search out our podcasts and blogs. Want to get in touch with me? Nightline at DubaiEye1038.ae. Enjoy the show. So it is the call-in show, and you will know that every week at about this time, we like to help you unpack some of the issues and things going on with you know with your home and and more. We're changing gears a little bit this evening, and instead of working on your home, we're going to work on you. <laughs> is that a way? That's a good way to put it. Dr. Sarah Rasmi is joining me in the studio, and she is the managing director of the Dr. Sarah Rasmi Wellness Center. And this is what you do. You help people, in, in a sense, keep themselves running well, you know, really from a, a, a psychological perspective. And I, I thought, what a great way to kick off another week. We'll get back to fixing your counters next <laughs> week. But this week, we want to work on you. Sarah, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be back. It's you know, and that's the thing. It's it's wonderful when we get people back in the into the the hot seat here. And as we, you and I were talking about, just as the show was kicking off, so many things going on in people's lives. Mm-hmm. And at this hour, you're making your way from here to there. You've had a hard, long day, mm-hmm. and you're thinking about well, all sorts of things. And and I wanted to kick off this evening's program talking about relationships, because. Ironically, I've been in a relationship with my my lovely wife, 25 years married wow. this year. Can you imagine? And people always ask, especially a lot of uh, younger people I work with, mm-hmm. what's the trick? What's the secret? <laughs> How'd you, how did this work? Where did you meet? What mm-hmm. you know? Is this true love? And and all sorts of things like that. But they they often have they they want a little bit of relationship advice. Mm-hmm. They think I'm the person to give that advice. It's yeah. like really, you think you should be talking to my wife, not me? But <laughs> but on a, on a serious note relationships are this huge thing that consumes a lot of our time Mm -hmm. and there's the movies Mm -hmm. there's tv there's what we read in books and then there's reality and so many of us have trouble unpacking all that and i thought why don't we kick off this evening we'll have a chat with you and we'll have a chat with everybody we want you to get involved maybe we can help you with understanding and working through some of the things that are going on in your life with why your relationship might be stalling, what Mm -hmm. might be some of the issues you need to think about to jumpstart your relationship, or if you're you're looking at getting into a relationship, uh, what direction you need to be thinking in terms of how do you make this actually work? And are you doing the right things? Yeah, definitely. That would be really good, I think, talking about some of the the features of a healthy relationship and I think it might be nice as well to debunk some of the myths that are out there because a lot of people think a lot of things about relationships and sometimes those popular notions actually go against the scientific evidence. So, so this is what you do. Mm-hmm. So what what are some of these popular notions? Let's let's start with the debunking. And okay. and, and let's let's I, I just want to make this clear right from the start. This isn't just you and me talking. If you're driving in and you're going, "Hold on, I totally agree with that." Mm-hmm. Or, "Hold on, I've had a different experience." We want to hear from you. 
we definitely want you to get involved definitely. in the program as well. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're just tuning in, this is the DIY Colin Show, and this is the DIY for you <laughs> this evening. Dr. Sarah Rasmi joining us here on the program. We'd love to hear from you. So let's let's kick off with this. If if you were to start looking at the issues and relationships that people or or just what relationships are and how people are conceiving them, what are some of the things we're maybe not getting quite right? Some of the things that we're not getting quite right. Well, let's debunk some of the myths. I think one of the big myths that people have, especially the younger generation, um, is that opposites attract. I hear that a lot. And uh, when I tell people that that's not really supported by the literature, people will always come back and say, well, you know, me and my husband, <laughs> we're, we're opposites, or I have an uncle twice removed yeah. who is opposite with his wife, and but they've got we, a great we relationship. That all the time. Like, yeah. That's what we hear constantly. Mm-hmm. And I got to say that, that it, and this becomes interesting, and, and maybe you can you can work through this when i think i've got two children mm-hmm. who are are really young men they're not children anymore but they're yeah. always going to be my children and when my children are around the dynamic with my wife is a little bit different mm-hmm. i won't say that it's just that i of, i often like to say the house is out of balance because mm-hmm. my wife and i are different and then the boys get into the mix and mm-hmm. they counterbalance and when one of them's not there mm-hmm. the balance is off definitely so doesn't that kind of work? I'm not I'm not trying to question your, your the, the the science here, but doesn't that play into the opposite thing? Um, there's no, not no? necessarily. Okay. That's just kind of the equilibrium, <laughs> and there are the kind of ebbs and flows. Yeah. But when I when I say opposites um, don't attract, the reason I say that is because the the scientific literature shows that we are more likely to be attracted to and have successful relationships to people who are similar to oh, us okay. on a number of things. And some of the more superficial things, I guess, like the demographic characteristics might matter a little bit less, mm. but things like values right. and really, really essential pieces of who you are, you want to be aligned with your partner if you're looking for a long-lasting relationship. And most of the time when we enter into a serious relationship, that's what we're looking for. You think people are getting that wrong, <laughs> <laughs> which is a huge issue, isn't it? If we're constantly, I mean, we see this all the time, right? Mm-hmm. We, you just have to watch Big Bang Theory. There's quite <laughs> opposite people in that program mm-hmm. who we're led to believe have very healthy relationships, mm-hmm. sort of. Yeah, well, and that's the thing, too. Like I said before, when you see an example of it in front of you, you take that anecdote and yeah. and think that it's much more common than it actually is. And so I'm not saying that there's no couple in the history of the world that has been an opposite and yeah. done really well and that people who have the same values and are similar are always going to be successful. But odds are that if you're aligned with your partner mm. from the beginning, um, that the relationship is going to be healthier and last longer than if not. Okay, mm-hmm. what's another myth? Another myth. Yeah. So we've got this, the, the idea that we opposites don't attract. Is there another? Yes, th- another one. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why my mind just went <laughs> blank for a second. Welcome to my world. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I have my Instagram live and it's really funny because everybody that's on there with me right now are my former students. And I think they're hey. throwing me off a little bit because <laughs> they've heard me say this many, 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 many times. And there's a lot of emojis happening. So <laughs> I want to give them a little bit of a shout out. Yeah, um, but one of the other myths is that conflict is bad. And that if we're fighting with our partner, then that means that there's something seriously wrong. It's that's, not? Well, I mean, not all conflict is great and not so all the, conflict is 
is bad, but people okay. have this tendency to think that conflict signifies that there's something really wrong. So I, I'll, I'll throw out the example that you know suddenly dates me very badly, but you know, <laughs> you know the cleavers, or you know, go back to happy days, mm-hmm. and and you look at, at the families there. Mm-hmm. Everyone was happy. They never argued. Mm-hmm. There's no fighting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's a natural thing. Well, yeah, and the the closer you are to someone, and the more that you know them really intimately, like how are you not going to fight or argue about something? So. Conflict isn't necessarily a bad thing. It just means that people are craving a change. And it Mm. can actually be a really positive thing. It just depends on how that conflict is managed. So that's the really important part. It's not trying to avoid conflict in any of your relationships. It's about managing it in a way that's constructive rather than destructive. So when we come back, I want to dive into this whole idea of the relationships that we're living in now. Mm -hmm. These relationships that have been going on for a while, you know, husbands and wives, Mm -hmm. and how do we manage the environments that we're in? For instance, two people who might be very career-driven, one of them who's only getting home at, Mm -hmm. you know, 9.30 at night. They've been away all day. Family is being itself or... Maybe you're, you're, you know, you're, you're just the, the two of you. How do we manage those kinds of relationships and, and make them work? What are some of the, the problems mm-hmm. that we're, we, those, those folks are facing? And, and what can they do mm-hmm. to make those problems less of a problem? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's where we want to go. If you're wondering what you've tuned into, it's the call-in show. Dr. Sarah Rasmi joining me in studio, and we're talking about your relationships right here on Nightline, Dubai I 103.8 FM. Joining us this evening in our do-it-yourself, uh, we're really <laughs> trying to not repair things, we're trying to repair you, or keep you running well, mm-hmm. is Dr. Sarah Rasmi. She is the uh, Managing Director of the Dr. Sarah Rasmi Wellness Center. And it's always great to have you in studio to help us unpack our, you know, the, the way we can go about leading better lives. Thank you. And, and there's so many things going on in our world that it's easy for our, our heads to get just mm-hmm. a little bit too full of things that are start to confuse us, start to send us down the wrong path, and mm-hmm. maybe we need to let go a little bit more often. Um, here we're gonna we're gonna go down a, a bit of a hot a hot button topic, and LSR said I'd love to know your thoughts on arranged marriages versus yeah. other success rates, mm-hmm. and I I think right from right off the top. Arranged marriages versus non-arranged marriages. When I've seen statistics from you know the Middle East, from Asia, from North America, comparing and Europe comparing divorce rates, their divorce rates globally are are pretty awfully high. They are, uh, and and that's that's a big thing. We we're not we're not talking about that, and that's that's not uh, what we want to go on about. But what we were talking about as we were coming out of the break was this whole idea of, okay, what are the elements that go into creating a healthy relationship? Whether that relationship has been mm-hmm. brought on through an arrangement or whether that relationship has happened through uh, a, a couple meeting in, out of their own volition. And ultimately, those those resources, those those uh, building blocks of a healthy relationship mm-hmm. tend to be the same. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. And so I think it's really important to emphasize that, you know, uh, finding your partner, whether it's an arranged relationship or you found each other, that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, arranged is going to have higher or lower success rates than the other. The really important thing is to kind of talk about 
what are the foundations of a strong relationship. And so where do, where do we start with that? What are the foundations? So one of the most important things of uh, features of a strong relationship is to just know your partner really, really, really well. And yeah. how do you come to know your partner? It's that you connect with them, you spend time with them, you communicate with them, you ask them questions, even when you know they're interested or want to share um, stories about things that are not super interesting to you, kind mm. of giving it that importance. So getting to know each other is really, really important. Um, positive interactions are really important as well. And, um, you know, what happens at the beginning of a relationship, um, whether it's pre-marriage or post-marriage, depending on kind of how the relationship starts is that there's a honeymoon period right? right it's really exciting and electrifying um at first and then you know reality kind of uh, hits and then you kind of fall into a routine or a certain pattern and and things change so how I, in your experience in mm-hmm. in your review of the literature these honeymoon periods is is there any kind of sense, are we talking a year, are we talking six months, or is there any general number that we arrive at for how long this phase of the relationship lasts? So the honeymoon phase is typically like about a year. A year? Yeah. Okay, that's good. <laughs> yeah, so that's what the chart kind of shows, okay. um, the results from a bunch of different studies that were conducted by social psychologists. So the first year, as I said, it's very electrifying and so, exciting, and you can gaze into each other's eyes, and everything is, you know, sweet and kind of rosy, well, for the most part. And then after that, reality kind, kind of uh, sets in, and things year, change. That's a year, Yeah, it's, so, it's a good year, but then when that goes away... That's such a stark contrast to to reality, and people yeah. can really struggle with that. So in that in that first year of that relationship, the, the honeymoon phase, mm-hmm. you've got an opportunity to really lay the building blocks for mm-hmm. how this relationship, again, whether it's arranged, whether it yep. has, has happened more organically, how it's going to go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, definitely. And I think the connection piece that we discussed a little bit earlier, that's really important. Open communication is really important. And then something that's really essential as well is to have positive interactions and to try to see so what, do you, what do you mean by positive interactions so when we slip into routine and when we've been with our partner for a long time we sometimes take each other for granted uh-huh. and we don't notice all of the things that we do to make each other's lives easier and we notice much more the things that we do that are really annoying yeah. um, and it's okay to be annoyed <laughs> by your partner I think everybody gets annoyed by their partner sometimes and the feeling will be mutual um, but it's important that when you find yourself feeling that way that you remind yourself about some of the good qualities that this person has yeah. it kind of helps you reframe it when you go to have a discussion with them about the thing that's bothering you um, and just to try to do nice things for each yeah. other and say nice things to each other. And I don't mean grand gestures. No. I don't mean, you know, like wooing them and sending them, you know, huge bouquets of, of flowers or I, whatever. I, would, I wouldn't mind getting a huge bouquet <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> once in a while would be nice, but it doesn't have to be a grand gesture. Yeah. You know, I tell people, and they always think this is so funny, like for me, you know, if, if, if my husband is awake before I am, what he'll do a lot of the time is he'll bring me a coffee or he'll prepare a coffee for me and I can grab it on the way out the door. That's not grand. It's like a minute and a push on an espresso machine, but it's like a really sweet gesture shows that he's thinking about me. And so these kinds of things on a daily basis are really important 
So for I, I want to pause here for a second. How do we get into this trap? What is happening that instead of seeing these positive little things that make a big difference in our days, mm-hmm. we're more apt to concentrate on the fact, oh, you, you just leave your shoes by the door. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why is it that you can't put the glasses into the dishwasher, you leave them in the sink? Why is it that you're not putting more mm-hmm. ice in the ice cream mm-hmm. trays when you mm-hmm. take the glass? Why can't you put on the, t- the we need to buy thing list mm-hmm. that this is what you've used and we need to get it? And, and those are all the things mm-hmm. not that those are coming from my house but, but <laughs> why I think a lot of people are relating <laughs> to you right now <laughs> why why is it that suddenly all of those mm-hmm. things become the neon sign and the really actually good things that keep that relationship working mm-hmm. become almost invisible well, one of the reasons is because we have a tendency to fight or get irritated by the same thing over and over again. And so if the same thing is happening every single day and not changing or multiple yeah. times a day, that gets really infuri- infuriating. And if you're you know, in that mindset or if you're stressed or you've got other things going on, then you might be more likely to notice and focus your attention on that and take the other things for granted. Mm. So what can we do? Yeah. about it yeah what um, can we do about it <laughs> well, <laughs> and how do we how do we reset ourselves i mean i what can we do about it but how do we maybe it's what, what what can we do about it and how do we reset ourselves so that we sort of get that slap upside the face saying hey wake up you know get with it yeah well i think one of the things that is really helpful is to show gratitude and mm. this is really important for us to do with our partners and it's important for us to do with our children for a number of reasons One of the things that we know from the psychology literature is that people that show gratitude or feel that other people appreciate them, they're happier. Um, Also, if you do something nice for someone and they appreciate you, you're more likely to do something nice. So it's like a cycle of gratitude. So what I suggest for partners as well as parents or friends or anyone in any relationship, you can even do this with yourself, is to acknowledge some of the nice things that other people do um, or how they support you and yeah. to just it's you like know a, it's like in any context you know whether it be absolutely. in the office yeah. whether it be yeah. buying a coffee and that, mm-hmm. that server's done something nice or the gas guy's done something nice or yeah. your colleague we no one likes to tell people hey you did a great job there thank you very much yeah and then think about how amazing it is when someone takes a minute to tell you oh by the way i really appreciate that you did that yeah. it feels really good and you see, we're, we're this is this starts to get very interesting, doesn't Uh-oh. it? Because <laughs> no, because we're we're just not doing that. Mm-hmm. And that little thing mm-hmm. could be the item that, that 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 sort of point that turns that relationship a little bit. Mm-hmm. Once it's swung the wrong way, and and the other one that that constantly comes up with that whole item that someone's doing wrong or that starts to gnaw at you, mm-hmm. typically, you, as you said, you've got the honeymoon period, which that person might have constantly been leaving their dirty laundry at the bottom of the bed, you know, for a year. Yep. And then 18 months in, you're going, you know what? It might have even been endearing at first. Yeah. Like, oh, this is so sweet. I can look after him <laughs> or her. I'm going to pick it up. I can do it. it and, you know, we're, yeah. we're in this together and we're supporting each other. And then after 18 months of having to fish out a sock from under the bed, you're like, yeah. no, I'm really not into this anymore. But the other person's going, but I've always been doing this. Yep. Like, what's your big issue? You- yeah. And, and part of it is like how it's communicated too, right? Yeah. So if you approach someone in um, a hostile or in an aggressive way, mm. what's going to happen? They're yeah. automatically going to get defensive, which means that they're going to be a little bit hostile and aggressive towards you. It's going to reinforce your idea about them, and it's just going to kind of spiral. 
So it's a really um, so unhelpful mm. process, but it's kind of the natural thing that we fall into, especially because we usually approach people when we're feeling really frustrated and we have all that physiological yeah. arousal happening and we just kind of unleash, but it's not the healthiest way to resolve things. So we need to communicate things right up front. If yeah. something's bugging you about your partner, don't let it wait a week or two weeks or 18 months. Yeah, but... But, but, oh, but. Oh, 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 but, but. So maybe don't let it <laughs> add up to the point that it's the straw that broke the camel's back, but when you're about to have the confrontation with them, sometimes it can be really helpful to say, I am so mad right now. There is no way that this is going to be a constructive conversation or my partner just yeah. came back from work and had a really like long day or, you know, I know that he or she has stress. We're just going to have to talk about this another time. So, yes. Yeah. You do want to have the conversation. Have the conversation. But, but read the environment. But timing is important, right? Yeah. And the way that you start it is really important. It will determine whether the, conf- uh, the conflict will either diffuse or escalate. And we, we don't want the, these things to escalate no. because it just gets worse mm-hmm. and worse. It can, yeah. So the honeymoon period can work, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you've got to be thinking about things. Yep. And All right. We, <laughs> we got more to come. Dr. Sarah Rasmi joining us on the program. It's the call-in show. We're talking about relationships, how they work, how they don't work, what we've got to be doing to keep them working well. It's the DIY show and the call-in show all in one right here on Nightline. Dubai I 103.8 FM. We're helping to keep your minds repaired. <laughs> it's that simple. We're talking relationships this evening and we're ta- we've been talking about some of the things that can get in the way of a relationship just working very very well. Whether, mm-hmm. you know, and, and these could be any relationships. And and the, one of the first things that that ca- that came to the, the top of our minds was the whole issue of the honeymoon period mm-hmm. and that you know as you said that can be up to a a year and plus and mm-hmm. after that period things can start to become an issue yeah what are what are what are some of the other things that we need to be aware of when we start looking at conflict in our relationships so I sort of alluded to it a little bit before the break, just kind of how we approach people is really important because if you are on the attack, then you're going to put people on the defensive and that's not a really great way to start a discussion. Mm. The other thing that happens is that when people are frustrated, they will say to the person, you blah, 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 blah. Like, you never do that. Just kind yeah. of like what you were saying yeah. before the With break as well. With a very angry tone. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, they're gesturing as I am now in the studio. Like, you never unload yeah. the dishwasher. I always Sarah's have to do this. Sarah's clenching her fist <laughs> and she's sprinkling up her face and she's just got that look of yeah. anger. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it was scary. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but But everyone's lived through this. Yeah, absolutely. And so when you tell other people what they're doing wrong, they don't really want to hear that especially because whatever it is you're complaining about if it's something that they do habitually it's either something that they don't think is a big deal or it's something that they don't really want to change so one of the more effective ways to start that communication is instead of telling the person you always or you never or you know you 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 is to tell them how it's impacting on you Mm. or what you would prefer or what you need. So do you, do you think sometimes also the person who's feeling that this is really bugging them mm-hmm. needs to think about well why is this bugging them? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. And this is the thing. If you're bothered by everything all the time and 
you might internalize it and not say anything and that's not great for you and ultimately your relationship. But if you go the opposite way and you're telling the other person all the time that you don't like the things that they're doing, that's really not good. (laughs) We'd love to hear from you what your strategies are or what your experience has been. What have you done in these kind of situations? How did you survive the honeymoon? How did you work your way through issues that you were having with your partner and and maybe you maybe it's been the dishwasher maybe it's been the sock maybe it's been the garbage maybe it's been the and the list goes on and on and on how have you dealt with that mm-hmm. and and you know i i often as we we just said i often come back to is is it me maybe it's me maybe why do i care mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like what, what? and the same thing applies with kids right and yeah. i tell parents this all the time is you know you have a limited amount of things that you can you know go at them for or try to instill in them so pick the things that are really really important because then you know they're more likely to be receptive to it than if you're just constantly telling them i don't like this i don't like this same with the relationship pick the things that are important hey we got peter joining us on line four and peter's got a question about uh, wants to pick your brain a little bit on trusting your partner peter welcome to the program hi good evening hi peter Hi. So, Peter, how can we help you? Yeah, the question I wanted to ask you is this. How can we help somebody to trust their partner without question? Because my my partner lost her father when she was a very young child. Mm -hmm. And she had very serious security issues. Mm -hmm. And in spite of us being married for many years and there, there being no cause of any kind, Mm-hmm. for her not, not to be insecure, mm-hmm. she's still very, very insecure and she finds it very hard mm-hmm. to trust anything or anybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And without trust, there can't be a relationship, can there? Well, trust is definitely an essential aspect and it's one of the foundations of a strong and healthy relationship. And so it can be really difficult when there isn't trust or when trust is lost or broken along the way. So what has happened when you've talked to your partner about this? No. <laughs> the point is that the, the, the lack of trust comes through in her behavior. Okay. And what she says very often. Mm-hmm. And what she demands very often. You okay. Know, proof, proof. Do this to prove that you love me or whatever it is, you know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, and, and the point is that when you ask her, what makes you want to ask these kind of questions? Mm-hmm. There is no, there is no answer. You mm-hmm. know, there, is, there is no basis to. Uh, there is nothing triggering of that kind of a question, if you know what I mean. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of, lot of the, lot of the, lot of the insecurities is around money. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, we, by God's grace, we have saved enough, so there is no issues over there. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm, I'm just not able to sort, sort that one out. Okay, so one of the things that you said that I noticed um, was that she seems to be craving a little bit of connection and attention. And so instead of thinking about that as maybe her not trusting you, then maybe what you can do is outside of those times when she's confronting you about it um, to just do something that's special for her I mean again it doesn't need to be a grand gesture but do something that you know that she really enjoys um, to show your appreciation for her do something where the two of you are connecting uh, because what happens as well a lot of the time is when we are with our partners we spend less and less 
quality time together doing some of the fun things that we did when we first kind of fell in love. So maybe trying to connect with her more could be a really good thing. And then just talking to her about where her concerns are coming from uh, around the money piece could be a, a way to just start the discussion and to figure out where it's really stemming from. There we go. We got, oh, we we got, we got, we got you back, Peter. Yes, I'm here. Thanks. So did <laughs> did you hear what we were saying through... Uh, oh, I when I said you're gone, you're gone. I just oh, talked back on that. Okay. Well, I don't know what the last thing that you heard was, but what I was saying is that it sounds like your wife is craving a little bit of connection. And so, you know, maybe it's not coming up at the at the most opportune time or in the best way, but it sounds like part of the root of it is that she wants more connection. And so something that might be nice is to try to do something with her or for her so that you can connect and kind of reignite that spark um, and then see if there there is an improvement on that front. And then with regards to the money, I would talk to her and ask her why she's concerned so that you can see where that's stemming from. Because you're saying that on a practical level, on the surface, there doesn't really seem to be an issue. So trying to understand where she's coming from without, you know, telling her you're always worried and, you know, this is really silly. But just, you know, you, you keep mentioning this about money. I'm just wondering, wh what are you concerned about? What are you worried about? And then giving her the space to actually respond, which means letting silence happen. A lot of times when we ask people tough questions or deep questions, uh, it takes them a little bit of time to process and to formulate a response. But we are so uncomfortable in that moment because it's a really tricky subject that we leap to kind of fill the space. So maybe just posing that question to her, giving her that silence and space to process and tell you that could spark a discussion that might be really uh, important for you. Peter, we I, I hope that we've been some help, and I really appreciate you uh, getting back on the line with us. Uh, let us know how things go. Follow up with us. I'd love to hear from you. <laughs> yes. Okay. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Bye. Thank you, bye. bye. You know, the, 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 the reality is, and I just want to jump in again, Dr. Sarah Rasmi, joining me here on the program. It's the DIY <laughs> Show. Dr. Sarah is a CDA licensed psychologist. Mm -hmm. um, it is very difficult in two minutes, yeah. hearing a, a you know a thumbnail with no background, with yeah. no background and yeah. a thumbnail sketch. So this is just some some very basic things that we someone might want to consider. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, in the case of Peter, possibly him and his wife need to go and sit down with a professional just to have a chat mm -hmm. and see where this is all going to to get some of those some more of those details and. Uh, you know, I imagine there would be a, a few hours involved here. Yeah, perhaps. And sometimes what they just need to do, not Peter in particular, yeah. but in general, what people need to do is just break some of the conversation yeah. habits and the way that they discuss things. And a lot of times what you'll find is when people are expressing dissatisfaction at the root of it, they're really craving attention and connection and mm. that really solid foundation of the relationship. And maybe it's because, you know, Somebody has been really distracted with something, really busy. There's a lot of things going on, especially in the city all the time. And so if you pick up on that as opposed to kind of the way that it's being presented uh, and you okay. try to make that connection, that can really help.
So is it not getting caught in that trap? Well, this is, you know, we don't talk about these things. Yeah. This is not, we're not like that. It's like, yeah. well, hold on. Sometimes we do need to talk about these things. And Absolutely. I've got some concerns mm-hmm. and you want to be listened to. And yeah. instead of jumping, well, it's it, it's not that bad. It's like, yeah. well, you know what? Don't go on the defensive. Let's, let me get it off my chest. Mm-hmm. And then let's have a, let's have a, a, you know, a chat where we're both on the same plane. Yeah. And try to figure it out together yeah. and see how we can make this constructive conflict so that we move and evolve into where we want to be it's what I, I'm sure you notice the same thing but sometimes when these situations come up mm-hmm. and there is is conflict in that that mm-hmm. whole communication and it seems like it that, that the issue is one thing mm-hmm. 99% of the time in my experience it's never that thing mm-hmm. it's some small little granule that because it wasn't addressed mm-hmm. has just morphed and morphed and morphed into some giant issue and mm-hmm. the thing that's that's triggered it isn't the issue at all. Yeah, it's like the straw that broke the camel's yeah. back. Exactly. Like, well, we mm-hmm. just have to talk things out. Yeah, talking is really important, but like I said several times, the style, the way uh, that we approach mm. it is really important, not to approach people with with contempt. Yeah. Um, it's just so easy. You well, <laughs> you fall it. into that You've trap. You've stewed all the way home. You've been driving all exactly. the way home. I've been in traffic for 45 minutes, and I've been thinking about this, and I've been working through the way I'm going to present it, and then I get out of the car, and I just <sighs> unleash. Unleash, yeah. And the person on the other side is going, "What just happened here?" You know, it can be really, really cathartic for people to unload the way that they're feeling, and one of the ways to do that sometimes is you know by talking to the person that might be making you feel that way but another way that's a little bit less confrontational and can still be effective is to write a letter and then after you're done with that letter throw it away (laughs) (laughs) Um, shred it rip it even that act can also be Mm, cathartic destroying it and you know kind of the the negative emotions that go along with it If you're wondering what you've tuned into, it's the call-in show. Dr. Sarah Rasmi joining us. We're talking about relationships. We're talking about relationships this evening. And uh, empathy was was a word that we were using just now. Mm-hmm. And what a, what a great word. And when you start thinking about relationships, a word that maybe doesn't always come into the conversation or our our thoughts on the conversation being Mm -hmm. empathetic to our partners and it's really really important when times are good but especially when times are a little bit more challenging to have empathy for what your partner is going through um emotionally and and to validate it to to say even if you don't necessarily agree and you have a different perspective but to acknowledge and validate where your partner is coming from is a really, really good thing to do for your connection is and for their of, well-being. Is this one of those things that you hear from people that, that is, again, that, that, that sets up the situation for the straw on the camel's back, that I'm not getting empathy from my partner? He's like, you know, he's at work or she's at work and I'm at home with the kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, the, this disconnection and belief that, well, being at home with the kids is what's great. You yeah. just pick up the kids. You drop the kids off. What do you do? Mm-hmm. You go grab a coffee. And then yeah. and I'm at work and I've got this. You know, and again, it could be role reversal, husband, wife, wife, husband, it doesn't matter. But you become competitive, yeah. right? That's really the root of what, what you're saying, that people are saying, I'm doing this, and this is much more challenging or difficult than what you're doing, and that's not a very healthy pattern. And so one of the things that we can do that we talked about earlier is to acknowledge all the things that the other person is doing 
for the sake of the family, yeah. um, but then just also having empathy for them and understanding that we all have a difficult time sometimes yeah. and um, to validate them so that they know that we're, we're there for them, especially when we're getting into some kind of uh, an argument or a disagreement. It's one of the ways that we can prevent it from really, really escalating to say, I can see that you're feeling really, really frustrated right now because of X, mm. Y, and Z. I, and then that's when you kind of throw in where you're coming from and, yeah. and what you what you need, right? So doing that can be really helpful. I guess it's getting into the frame of mind to do it as well, isn't it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, And realizing... It practice. <laughs> no, it does. It, well, like anything. Where do, I, where do I, Sarah, where do I practice this? <laughs> like, do I, I might have a few missteps, you're thinking? No, look, the thing is, is number one, you need to be aware that this is something that's important to do, and then yeah. you need to try to remind yourself. And the first few times that you remind yourself, it's going to not be very automatic you're going to have to very deliberately say okay we're going into this conflict situation i need to show empathy but then the more you do it the more kind of second nature it becomes and then the other thing is yes people might be listening and saying okay yeah fine that all sounds well and good and then you go home or tomorrow morning you end up having an argument with someone and not showing any empathy that's okay nobody's going to show empathy and like be awesome at um, managing conflict and not being, you know, critical and all these things all the time. The important thing is to ask yourself, okay, well, I didn't, I didn't show empathy for that person. That was part of the reason that it escalated. Why was I unable to show empathy? Was it something that was going on with me? Was it a particular trigger? And just try to understand Mm. what it is become more aware of it, and then try and try and try again. So it's kind of like that honeymoon phase. Start working on these things early in your relationship Mm -hmm. because you're a little bit more forgiving then. Mm -hmm. And if you start working on these things early in your relationships and then build them into your life practice, Mm -hmm. you're going to be an expert. Yeah, and then remembering too that relationships, they they ebb and flow. So, you know, you might come out of the honeymoon phase and it just really isn't so great for a year or two and then things start to improve and then they might stabilize and then they might take a little bit of a dip and then they go back up and that's just the way that it is. Yeah. You're, you're making a lot of people go, really? Really? Can I say one thing <laughs> yes. so that we, we have a, a positive spin on this? Uh, yes. Uh, the reason why I think it's really important that we're talking about this is because relationships are the most important thing for our well-being. And you're probably familiar with that Harvard study that came out last year where they tracked people for 75 years yeah. and looked at all sorts of factors. And the number one thing that drives happiness is having a strong social support network. There we go. And at the center of that social support network, a lot of the times is your partner. So it's really important that we, you know, try to have a healthy relationship with our partner, but also at the same time to understand that there is no such thing as a perfect relationship. We're all going to have conflict. That's not even necessarily a bad thing. We just need to work on how we go about managing that conflict because some ways are definitely more effective than others. I think we need to have you back to to walk through some conflict <laughs> resolution with our children and, and yeah. more. Yeah, that's actually my main area of research. So uh, <laughs> when we get you back in, that's 
where we're going. Awesome. So we, I look forward to doing this yeah. all again. Dr. Sarah Rasmi joining us here on the program. Hey, you want to find out more about Dr. Sarah? Really simple. First of all, you can follow her online, mm-hmm. uh, all the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and it's at Dr. Sarah, R-A-S-M-I. Mm-hmm. You can also go and find her online, drsarahrasmi.com. Yep. It's really simple. And we'll get you back on the show. I'm <laughs> yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, that would be great. Me yeah, too. Thank you Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. And you know what? I want to thank all the folks who called through. I want to thank the SMS line chatter that was here. And of course, Esther, who keeps the show <laughs> rocking and rolling every single evening. 